live and heard around the world you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet it's the high stakes fantasy football hour presented by myffpc.com with your hosts eric balkman and dave gerzak the high stakes fantasy football hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world and now because no one else was available here are eric balkman and dave gerzak Thanks, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this extra special August 7th episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com live from the Gatorade Studios. Support for the show is also provided in part by DirecTV, who wants to remind you not to be those other fantasy football podcast hosts who have cable. Get NFL Sunday ticket only on DirecTV. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or go to DirecTV.com for more details. Greetings and salutations to all the Balkaholics and Gerzak and Addicts in the chat room and listening around the world. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the Dizzle Dave Gerzak. Tonight, it's a special episode. It's the Football Guys Players Championship live on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, and we'll be covering it for you for two hours. If you want to follow the live draft board, you can do so at youtube.com slash High Stakes Fantasy Football. Uh, shout out to the chat room right now. We have... Uh, a lot of people in there uh, right now. It's very cool. We have the draft going. We have it on YouTube. The stream is working. I've confirmed this. Um, if you uh, guys want to call in and chat tonight, um, we're inviting the drafters to do so. If they want to make a pick live on the air or chat with about their strategy, about their season, or about anything at all, we'd certainly appreciate it. 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. The email box, the FedEx inbox, is highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at HSFFHour, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak as well. And we're on Facebook. You'll find us on there. We have literally dozens of likes. Dozens. Dozens. Actually, it's hundreds now, but still. Uh, the uh, chat room questions, we'll do our best to answer them uh, as we progress through the evening, as we uh, – take you through all these picks tonight. And uh, if you get a question for any of the drafters when they call in, uh, shoot those in the chat room as well. Best best way to get them answered. Dave, would you like to take us through uh, tonight's lineup, the top 12 or the 12 participants in the live on HSFF Power draft? No, Balky, I didn't practice. You know, I, I should have practiced. No, just go ahead. It's better when you don't. All right. Out of the one spot, prodigious pandas, Tyler Lahr. Out of the two-hole, rednecks, Larry Jilton. Former guest of the show. <laughs> Uh, trading football by Jay Berg. It's trading dot football. What? Trading dot football. You know, this printer sucks. I can't see that. You know whose, print dot? You know whose printer it was? Huh. Mine? Yeah. Work. Yeah. We need to, we need to change the, uh, the, Toner. the drum. Actually, you know what? This yours, you have the, here, you want to switch because you yeah, have I, the copy yeah, and me, I have the printed Give me one. the original. So there you go. I still can't really see it. All right. Out of the four spot, Jay Berg, good guy, uh, fantasy sports trade association, uh, Sartosi fantasy. Satoshi. Satoshi. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm just trying to get the English right. Yeah. Triple J, Jimmy Wagner out of the four spot. <laughs> Bulky's coughing. Sorry. Pound, pound for pound, Wayne Ferguson out of the five hole. Uh, Josh Radzak, sweep the leg out of the six spot. Former guest of the show. <laughs> 
Stein line, Jake Stein is out of the seven spot. Uh, Big Ferg is called in as well out of the five spot. Jonathan Hartness out of the eight hole. Uh, Schmolhawks. Yep. Kind of like that name. Curb, curb enthusiasm reference. Brian Holzgen. Holzgen. Dude Platinum. This isn't even that hard. It's a great name. Yeah. Uh, ten spot, Obama and his sheep. Frank Imbornoni. Yep. Uh, Colt Brennan out of the 11 hole. Uh, Ray Chong. I wonder if Ray's from Hawaii. I believe he's. I believe Ray is from Hong Kong, actually. Oh, I, I could be wrong, but if if we talk to him tonight, we'll find out. And the guy with one of the coolest logos on his dynasty teams, fantasy Smurf Christian uh, Warikas. Yeah, Christian Warikas drafting out of the twelve spot. Another former. He's actually a former co-host of the show. He co-hosted with me when uh, when you were off one week. Um, these guys have already been playing some football guys players championship drafts, some FFPC online satellite drafts, which we have filling every day. You can sign up for those at myffpc.com. Uh, we have a, a big lineup drafts going off at one, four, seven, nine, and eleven, both Saturday and Sunday, and we'll have sats going off at the night. So uh, we actually have a each midnight. Night. We have a midnight draft. There's a midnight draft tonight. Are we going to try filling that on the air? How many spots are available? Man? There are now twelve left. Oh, 12 left. <laughs> so thanks to that. It just first, got added yeah, minutes fine. ago. So uh, I really appreciate it if you guys uh, sign up for that. They're a lot of fun, and I'll be commissioning that one tonight. So feel free to tell me how bad the show was tonight <laughs> when you join they that will. draft. I also want to mention that at the coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to be joined by uh, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner Farrell Elliott. Farrell's uh, an NFL agent, talent agent as well, and he's going to sit in. He plays in the FFPC, I should mention, um, and he's going to sit in for uh, a segment, talk about the draft, talk about Kentucky, as we're only three weeks away from that day, from doing uh, our, our live show in Louisville. So that's always fun as well. You know, on Facebook, I just saw a, a cool photo. It was, a, it was a, a drug lab got busted. It was a Kentucky news broadcast. Mm -hmm. And it said, um, illegal math lab busted. Math lab? Yeah. So And, it, and then the, the caption was, math is illegal in Kentucky. That's who I want to vote for. For president, the guy who bans math. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if my daughter Ella would like that, she's, yeah, they, she's oh. not a big fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of first rounds, Dave. So let's go through it right now, as uh, we are almost through it uh, on the um, uh, on on the draft tonight. Once again, YouTube.com/slash High Stakes Fantasy Football if you want to follow along with the draft board. So the pandas picking out of the one spot take Antonio Brown number one overall. We've and seeing this happen more and more, Brown going at the 101. Um, I, I thought with Le'Veon Bell's suspension being lifted by a game, I thought I'd see him go more at the 101 the past week or so. Has not happened. Still being drafted high, just not at the 101. Rob Gronkowski to Larry Jilton at the 102. The aforementioned Le'Veon Bell goes at the 103 spot to Jay Berg. Adrian Peterson at the 104. I would say, Dave, those, as much as I, I've said that the first draft, the first round is kind of all over the place. It's, it's sort of always all over the place in July. You know, it's, it's there's, there's no real firm firming up of, of the, uh, of, of where players are going. And I think now it's starting to happen. These four that went tonight, I would say those four have separated themselves from the rest of the first round. Do you agree with that tier? You know, right there, Bell, Peterson, Gronk and Brown above the other eight. I think that's generally where they're being drafted. I think that's absolutely correct. And so it's kind of like, it's a little bit like- But I mean, what- but, but, Oh, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you because you're dodging the question. Are those four guys uh, at another level for you as far as the first round goes? I mean, are, are is that the clear four for you if you were going to be drafting? I would stick Charles up there. I still like Charles. 
I put him I in the top five because, yeah. he's the, because he's the focal point of that offense. He is that offense. Um, I know he's getting old, but I, I still like him. Uh, Des Bryant uh, goes to Wayne Ferguson tonight at the 105. That was a, a little bit surprising, although I have seen him go there before. But Bryant, the second receiver off the board to Wayne Ferguson tonight. Jamal Charles, your boy, goes to Josh Radsack, our boy, at the uh, at the 106. Uh, Demarius Thomas and Eddie Lacy are the next two picks. Jake Stein taking Demarius Thomas at the 107. Eddie Lacy falling to the 108. And I do say falling because I think that for whatever reason, he hasn't really done anything in camp besides leave early with a, a foot injury or, or soreness, I think is, is what that's, they're calling it. That's good for veteran backs. Um, but he was, he's been going, he's been climbing a little bit. Yeah. Moving, yeah. Moving no, I mean, not, not to the top four, but like just getting up there. Like, solidly just in the mid first round. Five, six, seven. Yeah. Right. Uh, Julio Jones and Odell Beckham are the next two receivers off the board. And we finish off the first round with the uh, combination of Marshawn Lynch and CJ Anderson. Uh, Lynch going to Ray Chung, CJ Anderson going to Christian Warikas. Anything stick out to you in that first round, Dave? Um, you, you coughed a lot during most I don't know what it is tonight, man. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, you know, not really. I think it was pretty standard. I mean, all those picks, I can't have a, I don't have a real big problem with anything. Uh, Brian McLeod in the chat room saying he's new to the FFPC format, but would have to, uh, says would have to seem ODB at uh, 10 is good value too. Uh, of course, uh, Odell Beckham going at 10 to Frank Imbornoni. That to me is where he has been going so i mean it's not a bad pick it's not a great pick i just i feel like as far as adp goes that's about where he's going um in the ffpc i saw jimmy graham go in the first round of a draft the other night nice you know and um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna save i, I shouldn't even brought him up wait, because wait, he's way to go yeah because he's he's already been uh he's yet. not been yet i shouldn't have brought him up but there's another player i want to talk about who's actually on our ascended semifinalist list that ascended quite a ways in a draft last night. Ooh, Football guys draft last uh, night, so we'll talk exciting. about that. Um, I really like C.J. Anderson and Marshawn Lynch at the end of the first round there, Dave. I think both those guys have the potential to be top five running backs, and you're not paying uh, a steep price to get them. And then you can get a stud receiver in the second round, which is exactly what those two teams did. Are you as high on, on Lynch and C.J. as I am this year? You know, I do like C.J. Anderson, as you kind of know. I've been talking about him. We haven't talked. I haven't talked about Marshawn Lynch a whole lot. No, we really haven't. No, we haven't. Um, I can't. I'm trying to think of his name now. He's great uh, host on Roto Experts and learning. Oh, uh, Scott Engel. Scott Engel. He's a Seahawks fan. You know, take that with a grain of salt. But he has Lynch. I think is his number two, one, two, or three running back this year. I was listening to it the other day, and uh, you know, it's a pretty compelling case. I mean, the offense is great. Wilson's back. Uh, the receivers aren't fantastic. Obviously, they have Graham, and they're gonna. You know, that's just the way their offense is run. It's run through Lynch. So you don't watch the show, the league, do you? Uh, you know, I don't. Okay. There is a. I was going to start, but I never got in. Never it's, do it. it's the final season coming up. It starts uh, next month. And there is a promo. Marshawn Lynch has been on the show before. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a promo for the show. And it was Lynch and this guy on the beach um, with a cooler beer. And one of their buddies said, Hey, can, can I get a beer? And they're like, Sure. And Lynch says, Hey, man, just give me the beer. I'll run it over to him. The guy's like, No, I can just throw it over here. It's, it's, it's <laughs> over to him. It's fine. He's like, why would you throw it when I'm right here? I can just run it right <laughs> over. It was hilarious. That's awesome. And then he ends up throwing it, and the guy jumps in, tries to catch it. He can't, he doesn't catch it, and he lands into a lit barbecue grill <laughs> and starts, sets himself on fire. I that's thought that was hilarious. That's great. So the second round, Dave, CJ uh, goes to Christian Warikas at the 112, and he follows it up with another CJ, Calvin Johnson at the 201, Jordy Nelson at the 202, 
Matt Forte and DeMarco Murray are off the board uh, to Frank Imbornoni and to Brian Holzgen, uh back-to-back there at the 203 and 204. No real surprises. I, I want to say like this has been sort of quote-unquote chalk so far. We haven't seen any shocking picks. And it's, you know, and I think this is the big um misconception with playing in a in a national event like the football guys players championship or the ffpc main event a lot of people believe you have to take risks in, in order to and you do to to win <laughs> I, i'm not i'm i'm not sold on that I, I maybe i used to believe that i'm not sold on it anymore i think when we've had these these players come on and and we've interviewed them uh, you know about winning these six figure prizes i look at their teams and i'm like you know these guys really didn't take a whole lot of chances, you know, like these big risks, especially early on in their drafts, they didn't. But they got fortunate later on with some solid picks after the round. They got fortunate. fortunate. Well, they got fortunate. Well, it's I, yeah, fortunate. yeah, it's not um, that's a poor this? choice of words. Fortune cookie, potluck. They've um, they did well. They drafted good players. They did well in the second half of the draft, and they did well on the waiver wire. And to me, sometimes that's all you need. I don't think you need to be taking these extra shots right away. And I see people talk about this on Twitter a lot, like, oh, you know, to, in order to win that, you got to draft a guy who's going to be a top five guy at, at running back in the fourth round. And if you don't hit on that, you don't have a chance. Well, that's almost never happens. Allow me to tell my Don Metter story from 2011 or 2009. Wins the FFPC main event with Dante Rosario as his starting tight end. So you certainly don't need to have this Uber dream team. And honestly, the the the, the players that try to draft the Uber dream team often fall short. I think it's the players that try to draft the strong team, a team that can uh, compete to get to the playoffs and then um, have the opportunity to get electric and go on that charge the last few weeks of season. Those are the teams that win. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I, I would also say that you need guys that totally outperform their draft position. You need guys that emerge in our top 10, top 15, top 20, their position. Back in 2002, 2003, 2004, Heinz Ward was that guy. Heinz Ward in 2002 was fantastic. He'd get picked in the eighth, ninth round. He'd always return top 15 receiver value. And there's just players. I mean, like Odell Beckham was obviously, he was a great example last year. He was a person who was getting drafted in the 14th and 15th round, and he went crazy. And it doesn't happen every year. You usually don't have a guy who's just going nuts. But you have players that will emerge, and you need to have some of those guys. You do have – I mean, yeah. And it's not to say, like, if you just draft – if all your picks hit and and they all perform their draft positions and they all do a little bit better than you thought, that's not to say you're going to win some serious cash either. I mean, you do have to have um, some pretty good things go your way, but I don't think you need to take unnecessary risks. And we're not seeing that tonight with this uh, accomplished group of football guys players. <laughs> Sorry. Jeremy Hill is the next pick. The fifth pick of the second round to the Schmohawks. I was any good at, at doing it. No, you're fine. Point. You're doing good. Color guy, but I'm not any good. You're, you're, you're doing fine. Such a cough up a storm. Schmohawks uh, starts off running back, running back. The aforementioned Jimmy Graham to Jake Stein at the 206. So the second uh, tight end is off the board. One pick before the first quarterback goes off the board. Josh Radzik takes Andrew Luck and then A.J. Green and Shady McCoy are the picks after that. Green to Wayne Ferguson and – um Triple J, that was, uh, of course, Jimmy Wagner taking Shady McCoy with the 209. What do you make of taking a uh, quarterback in, in the second round? I don't want to say a quarterback. Let's talk about Andrew Luck in the second round. Can you envision yourself doing that in any leagues, any of your leagues this year? I pers- personally just – Personally, yeah. I, no, I, I, it's not for me. Is it just because, like – I mean, 
because you know the advantage that luck gives you on a week-to-week basis if if you have him on your team compared to whomever you're playing. You know, you're going to have the advantage at, at quarterback. Assuming he matches projections that a lot of people make. But, but why? You don't think he will? I mean, are, are you expecting well, I mean, him okay, to? Okay, so let's say Andrew Luck does fantastically well, and then you then uh, someone else takes Russell Wilson five, six rounds later, or Matt Ryan like eight rounds later, mm-hmm. or Tom Brady ten rounds, nine rounds later, and you get somebody else, you know, What's he going to outscore him by, like, 60, 70 points, something like that? I, to me, it's it's not – again, that's just my opinion. It's not worth taking that person nine rounds earlier. I mean, you look at – you're on to running back 60 and wide receiver 55 when you're when you're way in the ninth, tenth round. So, to me, that's not worth it. I also go back to the old Baker boy adage. That I, he says, right. I'm not good enough to draft a quarterback that early. Like, he needs the extra players. He needs the extra picks. And, you know, while – whether, whatever opinion I may have of myself, I, I think I could do all right, but I, I still don't want to have to, you know, to have to really hit on a guy in the ninth or tenth round to match the player I gave up on in the second. You're Dizzle. Of course you could do all right. There, there isn't know. a format that you can't conquer, my friend. Whatever. You know, last year in Kentucky, there was a number of leagues where I took out Rodgers in the fifth round. And mm-hmm. of course, Kurt, the Kurt, my buddy, was, uh, was like, <laughs> he's like giving me crap about mm-hmm. it. You know, and at that point, I thought Rodgers was a great value because receivers go crazy in that. Because you have to start the three of them. And I was happy. I mean, Rodgers did really well for me in the fifth round. But that's kind of the thing. It's like the, he kind of has to get there. He has to get to that spot. Luck maybe in the fourth, I would look at him. Yeah. Know, to me, it's like, all right, he's kind of really falling here because everybody's going crazy for running backs and receivers. Also in Kentucky, I took Aaron Rodgers in the fifth round, and that was the league I did the best in mm-hmm. last year. Was it. That was the only league I took a quarterback early. So Well, and that's the thing. is, it, And it's not even that early. I mean, yeah, it's like he's kind that's of falling. That's true. But then you're getting you're getting the fifty to sixty points of advantage with a guy like Rogers, but you're getting in the fifth round, so you still have four picks ahead of him that you've actually that you really solidified the base of your team. Jay Berg becomes the third of three teams to uh, get a running back running back start on his roster as he takes Justin Forsett, uh, ascendant finalist. He is not, aka Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, because he's yes. big time Christian. Yeah, you no, because no, because he's already ascended. Oh yeah, we to talk, the second round. Do you yeah. ever listen to the shows? Have you ever? Were you, were you, I, you know, I, yeah, I listen back to them, but I just no, I'm listen. Saying, do you listen when I'm like talking? Not usually. You, usually, I'm trying to figure something else out, and then when when I listen back to the shows, I always fast forward over your spots. <laughs> Which, by the way, I there, are, to, there aren't very many. You're like Donald Trump in this conversation. Yeah. You're the one who talks the whole time. That's true. And I'm like you know Ben Carson over here. Uh, you enjoyed the debate last. Night. Yeah, I'm glad. By the way, Ben Carson's really smart, so yeah. that's why I'm Ben Carson. Ben Carson, I feel like. He was, um, maybe that's Rachel Carson. I'm thinking of the famous, the famous author wrote Silent Spring. Back. Johnny Carson, not Johnny Carson. Uh, but anyway, uh, I wanted to bring this up. Speaking of podcasts, you were actually on the FF Mastermind podcast this past Tuesday. Yep. And uh, uh, of course, <laughs> we had Mike Nazarick on this past Friday, so we kind of did a little switcheroo there, and I listened to it. Very, very good. You did a good job. That was right when the Arian Foster news was breaking, and you guys talked a little bit about that, which was good. And I said this to you earlier that you know I I I knew that that you had achieved a lot of high stakes success in your career. I had no idea that in two thousand eight you won two six figure prizes because I know that you and Kurt uh, Auk. our friend Kurt Off. I yeah, knew as well as you. I knew the three of us split up the the NFFC primetime, you know, $100,000. That was awesome, but apparently that same year you and a friend of the show Mike Santos also won six figures. Now, Dave, 
I don't want to, you know, create a rift here between you and Santos, but I have a feeling that Santos never really saw any of that money <laughs> because instead of saying who you truthfully won the, the prize with, me and Kurt, you elected to say Mike Santos instead. I'm sorry, but I'm going to need an explanation on that one. Look, Balky, I didn't, I, I, uh, I didn't know you were going to listen to it. So uh, I was trying to put out another, like, you know, reputable high stakes player that, you know, it's well known. Yeah. I don't want to put your name out there. I mean, because no one would believe it, right? They'd be like, oh, come on. Well, see, the way I look at it is I think if you would have said that, if you would have said like, oh, yeah, I want it with uh, Balky, everybody would be like, well, clearly Gerzak's the brains. <laughs> you know, like would have been pimping you up, yeah. you know? So, I mean, you know, I, I just screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just right. an idiot. Well, whatever. So anybody who listens to that. See, you know, since then, I played some teams with Santos, so I don't know why I had, you know, his name or him on my mind. I don't know. Finishing off the uh, second round here, Randall Cobb going to Larry Jilton at the 211. By the way, I will never hear the end of this from Kurt because he will just keep bringing it up. And yeah. It. He doesn't even know about it right now, but he'll keep bringing no, it up. No, he'll find out on the way down yeah, to Kentucky. I know, I yeah. Know, I know. Um, Dave, don't look at the draft board. Who went at the 212? Oh, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Right? Hilton. Turn. Yes, Hilton. <laughs> Goes at the 212 once again, and that completes the uh, the first two rounds. We, I thought we were going to see more receivers go off the board in the first two rounds than we had in the pros versus Joe's drafts, which, by the way, if we covered all those live. If you guys are enjoying the, the live draft coverage, go back and download those. The draft boards are posted on the FFPC message boards. You can check those out. We saw much more running back heaviness in the first two rounds than that because of the format. I thought tonight we'd see more receivers taken. And it really was still quite a few running back. Jeremy Hill going in the middle of the second. LaShawn McCoy, middle of the second. Justin Forsett at the end of the second. I mean, we're still seeing a lot of the running backs go. We only saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and ten receivers uh, in the first two rounds. So it sounds like a lot, but that's less than half the picks. And normally in this format, receivers tend to get pushed up. They do a little bit. And uh, right now you only have rednecks with uh, three receiving options. One is a tight end. Right. And then uh, Big Fur going, popping off three receivers. So we'll see what he does coming around in the fourth round. What do you make of the 301 pick to uh, to the prodigious pandas? That, of course, is Tyler Lars team. 301, CJ Spiller. Seem a little high to you? You know, I, I can look at it. It's fine. I mean, if you really think he's going to get a lot of usage. I, I hate, for me personally, I have a tough time taking a player like Spiller who's still a kind of a part-time guy right that that early but i mean if he catches 80 90 balls i mean who cares you know what i mean he's gonna get 200 some 200 some points in fantasy he'll be fine um the uh the other thing um i wanted to point out here was spiller is the 12th running back off the board which means that tyler is drafting spiller as an rb1 this year yeah. which i i think that he could do that but you're like you said, you're sort of drafting him based on him doing that at that point. And a person and a player who's been injury prone over the course of his career. I mean, it's so you have to count on him not only coming to a new offense, fitting in, getting a ton of action. You know, granted, it's an elite offense with an easy schedule, but then you still have to count on him staying healthy, which he hasn't proven to be able to do for a few years. That is totally true. And this is the this is the what's facing the teams that are drafting in the top half of the draft is if if you're going to go receiver right away, you have to be prepared for what running backs are going to be out there when it comes back to your turn. So if you want to go Antonio Brown at the 101, um, know that you're going to have to take a running back in the in the first. Yeah, you shouldn't you say you to. don't have to, right. but if you're looking to take a running back after that, you could be facing a, a choice with the top 11 running backs off the board like Tyler did, and he ends up taking C.J. Spiller. Uh, so you do have that issue there. Not to say that was not a 
good pick. This could certainly work out for him. Could be one of those calculated risks that you need to take to win $300,000. Of course, these guys are not only playing for the $300,000 grand prize, but $2,000 will be chopped up uh, among these 12 players in league prizes as well. Well, chopped up to two players. To, to two players, yes. Um, well, I mean, it's still being chopped. Well, I mean, but yeah, it's only... Two players get the get the money. Yeah, we we uh we're not uh in the fortunate situation that some contests this, out there. This, this isn't a socialist you know contest. Yeah, where you join and then you actually win more than what you put in <laughs> if you finish last. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, there's some uh, DFS sites uh, out there like that where it's like a two dollar entry fee and you know some of those a lot of those sites not granted not the big two are so desperate to have anyone even pay attention to them. And even if it is, if those well, that's what are, I'm saying. Like, yeah, if they're doing that, well, whatever. I mean, whatever desperate thing you have to do. Well, it's not, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole desperation aspect of it's it. Just, but. I mean, it's kind of silly. I mean, we did it one year for the playoff contest kind of as a, on a lark. We gave someone their entry feedback for being the worst team. In the right. Yeah. Well, that wasn't a lark. That was, uh, that, that had happened before in other playoff contests we'd been in. Right. Like, that's where we got the, I think it was actually from NCAA, uh, uh, legal pool that we were in <laughs> that, that last place got their entry oh, feedback. Been legal ones? oh yeah totally uh Alshon jeffrey the 302 pick to larry jilton mike evans follows right after that and then aaron Rodgers pushed all the way up to the third round tonight I, you know I, I say pushed all the way up because i normally don't see him in the third round you know walk in the second is is pretty normal but usually rogers i would say fourth uh has been pretty consistent I guess he does sneak up in the third. I don't really see him in the early third too much. Hey, Balky, um, I was listening to the, uh, terrible local news the other night. Yeah. Actually, it was yesterday. And so far in camp, Rodgers has thrown five interceptions. What do, yeah. you, what do you think of that? Well, I read the story on, is he, is on he, that. Is he fading? Did you, are you setting me up here? Do you know the answer to this question? <laughs> do I know the answer if he's fading? I don't know. I don't, okay. I don't think so. Rodgers was asked about this, and he said the reason that he throws interceptions is he's trying to put – the ball in a position where the receiver has to win it, it you know in in order to make the play so he's finding out who we can trust and what situations he can trust him in so he does you know cutler the ball around a little bit more in <laughs> in, in training camp that's that, an urban dictionary yeah maybe yeah uh but he does do that a little bit more to kind of get a better feel for the receivers but i mean we've already seen when the regular season comes in he tends to throw quite a few less uh picks so <laughs> So you have that at the 304, Aaron Rodgers to Triple J. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Wayne Ferguson's third receiver, also his third pick. So he's the only team to start off receiver, receiver, receiver. Is he going with the zero RB theorem? Stick around for another couple of rounds and we'll find out. Uh, Frank Gore goes after that. I like that pick to Josh Radzik. And then Lamar Miller to Jake Stein at the 307. Melvin Gordon to the Schmohawks as his third running back. Not a big fan of Melvin Gordon this year, Dave. Are you with me? Um, in the third round, it's a little risky because he's not going to be. He's probably not going to be the third down back. You have Woodhead there, and then he's still a rookie. He's got some talent. The offense is pretty good. Um, there's some. There's some risk there. Actually, you know what? This is funny. Look, these three picks. What would you uh, on a scale of one to ten? You have Frank Gore, Lamar Miller, and Melvin Gordon. Right. We're going to call this up. Uh, I'm going to play a little game called not, not, called Third Round Bunch. It's going to be called Comfy Factor. Oh, so, I like that name better. So give me the Comfy Factor, Bulky, since you love the word comfy. Okay, so 10 being like the comfy. This is like tri tripping on acid is 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 this 10. Is, this is like pillow pets. Yeah, uh, yeah, like kitty cats licking my face, <laughs> whatever. And zero like well, it's being, one. It's not zero, but it's one. okay. One being like Killed to death by paper cuts. Yeah. Okay. It's like, no, it's, it's like Rob talking to you about his cats. Okay. Frank Gore. Hey, so, sorry, Rob. 
Yeah, Frank Gore. Uh, I would give uh, I'd give an eight there <laughs> All right. on the comfy Fair. factor. Fair enough. Lamar Miller, I'd go six and a half, maybe seven, yeah. but probably six and a half. Melvin Gordon, like I don't know, man, like three. All right. I just I just worry I worry that he is not going to be catching passes. I mean, I know that there has been a lot of reports saying his the pass blocking leaves a lot to be desired so far in camp. He's a rookie. I get that that's probably going to be the reports that are coming out about him. Um but you know, again, with Danny Woodhead there threatening to catch those passes, I just third round a little too rich for me. Um so yeah, 3 for Melvin Gordon on the comfy factor. All right. All right. And with that, let's go to the phone lines and take a phone call. I believe this is one of the drafters. Caller, if you can go ahead and be a lamb and identify yourself, that'd be great. Oh, you got Josh Radzak and a double dip, Jake Stein as well. Wow, we have Josh and Jake both on the line. This is what this you, is a first. What are you guys cheating? <laughs> I don't know if there's a way, but we're we're big rivals, so we got a side <laughs> bet on that. There, you don't know if a way. Hey, don't take this guy. I want to take him. How hard is that? There's no, uh, there's no, no love lost in the fact that these guys are drafting back to back. Josh Rads at the uh, six pick, and of course Jake Stein at the seven pick. They're going to be beating each other up all night. We're seeing it right now. Jake, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, go to you first right here because you just made the pick of Alfred Morris as your second running back in the fourth round. Talk to me a little bit about why you like him as your second running back there. I was quizzing Josh before the draft, and I said there's two guys in the NFL since 2012 that have averaged 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns, and Marshawn Lynch is one of them, and Alfred Morris is the other one. I That blew me away when I read it. I, why not put that up as your second running back every year? And certainly when you when you have Lamar Miller, Jimmy Graham, and Demarius Thomas to, to go with that, it certainly – uh, makes it for a, a a really good fourth round pick. We have we talked a lot of Alfred Morris on the show, Dave. I feel like it's he's he's sort of been like what he has been the last couple of years, boring but effective. You know, when it comes down to it, and you know, kind of like a condom. It, yes, um, and he's it, I would say he's been effective about ninety percent of the time. <laughs> uh, right. Nine. It should be 99, right? Is it ninety nine? I don't know what it is. I don't know, man. I, they've never worked for me. I have two kids. <laughs> I have, two, I have two kids because of that, so which is fine. It's great. Josh, uh, let's go back to you and talk to talk to you a little bit about the pick you just made. You have uh, start off with Charles, Luck, and Gore, and then you take Andre Ellington as your third running back here in the mid-fourth. Talk to me a little bit about that Ellington pick. Well, I just didn't like any of the receivers that were on the board still. I saw Jordan Matthews and Hopkins go a couple picks before me, so – had to take the best available, in my opinion, and went with Ellington. Are you going to – because I know that this is a strategy that we've seen a lot of best ball guys do. We saw it a lot in the pros versus Joes where they draft these running back heavy teams. Do you imagine yourself, you know, hitting the receiver position quite a bit uh, in the mid-round here, or are, are you still going to be making sure that you don't get locked out of tight ends or maybe a combination of both? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be pepper and receiver probably from here on out, but I got a couple ideas for tight ends later on. Ooh, we'll look forward to that. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Uh, Josh, you've, I know, and Jake, forgive me if, if you have as well, but uh, Josh, I know I've seen you in a bunch of drafts uh, already this season, uh, with, like the, the FFPC sats. Uh, I've seen you draft quite a few teams. What's sort of been your early impressions? Is there anything that you've seen like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this player is going this early. I can't believe you know everybody's hating on this pick. 
Um, has there been anything that's really surprised you with uh, the amount of drafts that you've done so far? Well, going back to my uh, call-in back in March, I didn't like where Marco Murray was ranked since he went to the Eagles, and I still think he's going pretty early there. I think they're going to uh, use Matthews a lot more than people are anticipating, and then he always got Sproles in there for a change of pace. So I think Murray's going a little too high. Plus the coach is like kind of crazy, right? <laughs> he's a whack yeah, job. He's all about rest and all that, you know. He's all about health. And Murray had that big season last year, all those carries, so I think he's going to get his rest. Plus, uh, McCoy said he's going to black people. Yeah, okay, I want to move on from that. <laughs> Jake, uh, let's talk about Jimmy Graham uh, before I let you guys go here. This, this Jimmy Graham selection in, in the second round, uh, how much uh, – let me ask you this. Um, how, do you envision a drop-off in his performance in 2014 as compared to 2015? Um, or, uh, you know, is he going to be able to put up pretty close numbers to what he did in New Orleans – with uh, Russell Wilson and that offense in Seattle? Yeah, it's tough. I I mean, I didn't lose sleep over it, but I've been thinking through it for the last week. I figure, if anything, he loses catches and yards and gains touchdowns. And so that's not really the best thing for FFPC, but if he gets 80% of the catches at a point and a half PPR, I can live with it. You know, I think – there's got to be a year where Marshawn finally falls off. And if this is the year, then all the better for Jimmy Graham, right? Hey, Seattle's going to want to prove that they can pass at the one yard. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> very true. That is very true. Uh, Josh, you, so, okay. So I lied. I'm going to have ask you guys each one more question. Josh, is there a side bet? Do you guys have side action on this of like who finishes better as far as like total points or anything like that between you and Jake? Uh, we haven't actually worked out the details. We do have a we do have a uh, bet board at work. We work together out here. We're frackers, as Dave likes to say. Nice, um, that's awesome. You knew that, I, but still, it's pretty cool. I just like the name frackers. It's kind of like it sounds like a yeah, swear we, word. <laughs> yeah, we don't have exactly have a side bet on this one yet. But if you guys have any ideas, uh, we'd be open to them. We'll have to come up with something. You two frackers will figure it out. Well, I mean, the th you know, you don't really want to ask us for advice on like cool, like because you know we have the I got five on it board. What you living with that lame it's, crap? It's for just years. it's just cash. Like that of all the create creativity we have, that's that's what it's limited to. Jake, do you guys? Uh, how about, uh, how about a ba bathing in oil? Like you know, you have to take a big oil bath and put it on YouTube. <laughs> I, that, that that would be my suggestion. Jake, uh, this will this will be my final question, and I'll let you guys get back to the draft. Do you since you guys are drafting right next to each other tonight, do you guys do you feel like you agree uh on a lot of players or do you disagree on a lot where you know you guys will either be sniping a lot of uh, uh players from each other or you guys will just not be worried about the other person because you differ so much on player analysis? No, we're pretty close. I he kind of sniped the uh, – well, we were looking at Andrew Luck kind of – I mean, obviously we're picking back to back. So we're always in that same neighborhood, but I didn't like the, the Frank Gore. I told him I didn't like the Frank Gore, but that was just so that I could try to get Frank Gore a pick later. So, so far it's been pretty <laughs> close. It's, like you guys said, it's been chalk, but I think once we get into some late-round cheese, it'll we'll start ragging on each other for every other pick. 
Well, we'll uh, we'll look forward to that. We'll look forward to see what uh, what Josh has in store for tight ends, and we'll wish you guys both best of luck this year. And uh, we'll see one of you covered in hot oil at the end of the season. Thanks for calling in, guys. Thanks, fellas. Josh Radzak and Jake Stein drafting buddies, co-workers, drafting right next to each other tonight. How random was this, really? You knew that. You set that up. Yep. I want to fix that draft spot. Yeah, you, you certainly did. So we got a couple of frackers calling in with, uh, with, their, uh, with their draft analysis. Seems like they're executing their strategy pretty good. Plus, you know, the oil prices are down and they're still employed. They're doing, they're doing all right. So that they're working for a good company, whoever they're working for. So that's good. Yeah. Um, we left off with the uh, comfort factor backs in the mid-third. So let's take, uh, take the pick right after that and talk about that a little bit. Travis Kelsey at the 309 going to Dude Platinum, one word. Which, uh, I, you know, you do a really good job with that. I guess we should, I mean, I, we don't really have to talk about it much because that's sort of where Kelsey's going, you know, in, in FFPC formats. He is a solid third round pick. Uh, we had talked about the possibility of seeing him climb up to the second round. And I don't, I can't remember what you said about it. I was kind of like, yeah, it could happen. Maybe not. I'm seeing Olsen go ahead of him uh, in, in more drafts now than, than Kelsey moving up to the sixth, uh, to the second round. Excuse me. Well, you know, I can see that too with Olsen. I mean, Olsen's a guy you can count on. He has such a history of production. You can't really count on Kelsey yet. You know, you really, you really are projecting him to get all, you know, to get 100% of the snaps, that Andy Reid's going to figure it out, that no one else can catch on the team. I mean, a logical person running the team could make sure that Kelsey is well worth that pick. Jeremy Macklin can catch. Yeah, yeah he can. He can. But, I, I mean, I don't know if Alex Smith can throw quite – like okay. I know Macklin's an over the middle guy. So, I mean, well, no, point, he's a, he's a deep guy too, no, but he can, yeah, but it, you know, point made, but you know, Kelsey's a player that really should have been more featured last year. And we're, we're thinking that he's going to be more featured this year. Yeah. We, we, we just kept waiting for the breakout last year. And we, it were, just, we were dogging on that all, yeah. all year. We were just, you, you more so I tend to respect well, NFL coaches. I more don't than, necessarily respect that. I mean, I, it was pretty obvious. It's like, come on, yeah. the guys doing fantastic. I would never call Chip Kelly crazy or Ken Wisenhunt a whack job. I, well, they are. <laughs> you know what you say? Back to the phone lines. Let's go to the 650. You are on the air with Dave and Balky. Who is this? Hey, it's Jay Berg. How are you guys? Jay, man, thanks for calling in. Dave is drafting from the uh, third spot tonight for uh, trade, excuse me, uh, trading.football, which that's a website, right, Jay? Yeah, trading.football. Just um, it's a new game, going to start in 30 days from now. 30, Sweet, 30 day. What can you, what can you tell us about it? Or, or is it uh, under wraps because you don't want uh, everybody? Uh, it's based on project. It's, it's a uh, free based on projections. So it's like uh peer to peer projections. It's almost like instead of experts accuracy, it's everyone's accuracy. And then on top of that is like trading, but it's all, it's all like a game, but you'll have to see, you'll have to sign up to the beta and test it out for us. So tell us a little bit about, about your fantasy site that just, you know, the, is it now to say the name again? Because I'm not very good at Japanese or whatever. Sartosa no, it's Tosa. no longer Japanese. And now it's trading football. Do you know? Do you know what? Name. You okay, know so you did. So you changed. So you changed the yeah. name. Yeah, yeah right for on. You. Thank, I appreciate that, Jay. You're the best, man. So well, Jay, you know, Dave is a noted racist, and he didn't want any sort told, of any you know, kind of. Um, all races. I'm like, all races love me. I love all races, and you're well aware of that, Balky. So stop, stop it with that. So FSTA, you and I, we were hanging out. And you, you actually got VC funded, baby. You're like, you got some dinero from those guys, which is great to help fund your, uh, this trading.football. Talk, talk a little bit about that whole thing. 
Yes. Yeah, so, um, so trading that football, it's going to be the first time ever that you're going to be able to buy and sell players directly. You get short players. You can hedge your bets. And at the end of the day, it's going to generate a live, a live, uh, a live feed of, of prices. So as you're setting your lineup before games, you'll see like the live prices coming in and it's like there's an injury that automatically drop and so you won't have to, especially since you guys canceled your show before the game, yeah. you know, we had to come up I know, with there another were, solution. There were tens of people listening. No, it wasn't even that. Like <laughs> it was not, I, Dave and I wanted to keep doing it, but you know who <clears throat> Alex Kaganowski did not want to keep the, the show going. We just, <laughs> Could not afford to keep the the radio antenna on that day. I, I, I think what happened is I was just like, uh, I don't really feel like it anymore. You know, Jay was one of the celebrities of that show. You were, baby. yeah. J- Jay was a big time uh, listener caller. Who was uh, the other big celebrity? It was that, that crazy dude oh, who always called in about the weather. Who was? Uh, no, that was, was the ex- experto. But the other guy you're <laughs> thinking of was uh, Remedial Geeks. Was but, a, yeah, he he, was, he would always call in on Sundays yes, too. But experto would always come on in the chat and give us the weather updates yeah. as if there was going to be like. A hundred people killed them in, in, um, in some open air stadium. Like, oh, there's a, a blizzard coming to Lambeau Field. Of you know, hide your women and children. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, to to borrow a word from what we saw uh, earlier tonight on the debate review, he was quite bombastic in his <laughs> uh, in his weather reports, which I appreciated. That was great. Nobody wants to hear a guy going, "Yeah, that it might snow," <laughs> uh, but but they don't know. Do you want to hear that, or do you right. want to hear like? This is the mother of all snowstorms. The abominable snowman is looking for shelter. You know, that was that was great stuff. That was. Let's talk about his team. Yes, I, that's what I was just going to get to. More great stuff. Jay, you uh, take, take Le'Veon Bell at the 103. Were you hoping that he would fall to you there? Because I've seen him go uh, earlier sometimes. He, you know, with the, with the suspension reduced, I didn't know what would happen tonight. But you get him uh, at the 103, the number one running back from last year. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was. I'm very happy. I I didn't even expect him to be there. I was. I thought that I'd have to get Adrian Peterson. I didn't. I thought it would be um, Bell Gronkowski. But yeah, I'm happy. Um, it's great. I mean, he's the best. Like number one. And, um, and you. Then, yeah. Yeah, you. I was just gonna say you take uh, another HSFF darling, Justin Forsett. At the uh, at the two ten, so you get Bell and Forsett uh, on the same team. No hesitation taking him in the second round, right? No, actually, I was really about to take Mike Evans, and then I looked and I said, you know what, I may be able to get Mike Evans on the way back, so I'll just grab Forsett. And um, you know, as as they were picking, as soon as I saw T.J. Hilton go, I knew I was good. Um, yeah. You- and, uh, you, yeah, and then you, I really, you end up getting, uh, you know, Evans uh, at the 303 too, which was, which was fantastic. So you end up, I always love that Dave, when you get the, the chance you're deciding between two players and you're sort of drafting at, at one of the ends. And then you're like, ah, maybe this guy makes it back to me. And then both guys you were considering, you end up getting both on your team. Always a good feeling. That's money. It's, it's so like, great. it's like finding a quarter on the sidewalk. Yep. Heads up. It's heads down. I don't pick it up. Did you ever do this? I mean, let me ask Jay too. Do you ever do that where that happens and then you sit there and you still think about it? You're like, oh, should I take that guy now or should I wait? Should I, you know, like kind of like second guess yourself? I've done that before. Have you done that, Jay? Most of the time, I never, most of the time, I don't get it. Most of the time, it gets picked before me. No, I don't hesitate. I always do it. I love it. That's why he's VC funded, baby. See, I hesitate. No no, No no, hesitation. I did did learn. I did learn from you guys. I, that year that I won uh, my league, uh, FF, the FTC 
just the, the small league, the 12 team league, I learned to ask you guys the questions and then go the other way as it got later <laughs> in the season. Hang up on him. Hang no, up on him. No, no, no. Listen, I'm t- like, li- listen. It's all about cracking the rubric on this show. And like, uh, when, and once you once you get that, then uh, then you can use it to your advantage. You know, Two Packer was doing that too. I think. Yeah, he did. Jay, uh, talk a little bit about Calvin Benjamin at the, uh, at the end of the fourth round here. He he came into camp overweight. He's back down to his his normal playing weight. The Panthers draft Devin Funches. Greg Olson's still running uh, down the seam in Carolina. What type of season do you see Benjamin having this year in relation to his last one? Are we are we looking for a duplication of 2014, or do you think he could actually be uh, even better than that? Yeah, I mean it's it's year it's year two of wide receiver. I actually drafted him last year, so I was really happy with him. And so what if he has bad hands? I mean, he dropped five touchdowns. He caught what seven touchdowns. Um, they don't really have much over there in Carolina, and. You know, this is a second year. Whatever happened to the whole second year wide receiver thing? Like everyone's look at Hopkins just went like at the end of the fourth. I don't know why people are, you know, forgetting that the second and third year wide receivers and um, it's, it's a mistake. I think uh, yeah, I think Benjamin's gonna have a great year. Yeah. Yeah, point. Jay Berg capitalizing on people's mistakes. He's hopefully gonna win a lot of money. <laughs> Jay. For anybody who wants more information about trading that football, or maybe they want to check out the beta version, where what would you advise them to do? Just go to trading that football and put in your your email, and we'll um, we'll send you uh, a beta test whenever it's ready. And the thing is, it's it's one of these things that if you start the beginning of week one, this is the first season, the beginning, it's the game never ends, and it's it gets harder and harder and harder to make more points because. Every point scored in the NFL, every fantasy point gets distributed amongst all the players. So if there's 100 players, they get all the, they get all the points. If there's, there's 100,000 players, they get all the points. So if you start from the beginning, um, you'll be way ahead of the game. Um, so you just put your email in, trading.football. So it's not .com, it's .football. I love it, trading.football. I'm totally going to check it out. And, Jay, my final point, I, I really appreciated that, you know, when you were you – were, you know, you would talk to us about calling in before, and obviously you're always welcome to call in. But um, you had your assistant uh, email Balky to confirm that you were going to be calling in. This reminded me a little bit of the Seinfeld when Kramer had that assistant. <laughs> no, no, who, no. Who was his intern? Is that what happened? What's his, what's his no, story? Hold here? on, Jay. Don't answer yeah, that yet. Don't yeah. answer that yet. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. It reminded me of Seinfeld too, but a different episode when Elaine took over for Jay Peterman, and then she had her, she wanted to call Jerry to like tout the how she was oh, crushing yes, it, and and Jerry answers the phone and it's like, please hold for Elaine Venice, and then and then Jerry's like, oh, I don't believe this, <laughs> yes, like right. so it's just it both reminded us of Seinfeld, different episodes. Jay, you are big time, baby. I love it. Yeah, I I did I did not tell him to do it. He just did it on his own, which is great. That's a showing initiative. Yeah. See, that's I don't. Awesome. That's that's. I, I, need, I need to show more initiative. You don't get that in the Midwest. You get that all over in there in the Bay Area. Yeah. Well, Jay, listen. Yeah. Uh, best of luck with uh, trading that football. We're gonna all check it out. Uh, you know, with the with the beta version. Very excited to see where this goes, and very excited uh, to see how your team goes tonight. And I uh, wish you the best of luck. And thanks for calling in, man. You too. Thank you, guys. Jay Berg at JBNY on Twitter, by the way, for anybody who wants yeah, to follow him. Good he's, follow. He's great. Um, Jay actually sounded uh, a little bit genuinely sad that we're not doing uh, who this anymore. He's not the only one. I mean, we, we, do had, it? we had leads of fans. Well, okay, here's the thing. Um, there was uh, 
my wife wants to start going to, we normally go to church. I shouldn't say we, it's been me and my, my son. So what does she church. do? She sits around? Yeah. She hangs out with, with our daughter at home. So well, she's, she's, so she's our, advocating for you to go to church. No, here's the hey, thing. Can you pray for my no, no, no. She wants to start going to church on the middle service on Sunday because there's like Sunday school after, and we, we want to get more involved with like, you know, Sunday school, so you don't have to teach your kids. No, 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 because we want to send them to the grade school that's, you know, with, with that You're church. You're putting them through the Lutheran education system. Yeah, exactly. And so she's like, well, Big mistake. and I was like, well, you know, and this is obviously the first thing I thought of was football. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing Hootis anymore, so I guess we can totally do that. But now if we bring it back, I have an excuse to go back to church on Thursday night. So if you want, if you want to bring it back, I'm, I'm ready and willing, my friend. <laughs> um, okay, so, but I guess Alex is really the guy we got to talk to about that. Whatever we left off with, uh, he care less. I don't think that's the case. I think <laughs> I think he has his finger on on us more than you think. And seriously, like he's he's monitoring pay, us I, from I, afar. I pay a little mind. Well, so to, to look, this whole area is our round ball. You know, let's get back to the draft. Are we in that tenth round yet? No, we're in the third, and I want to talk about Joseph Randall because this is a this what was there a caller? Uh, they dropped off. Caller, if you want to call us back, we'll we'll put you on I'm right away. Blabbing the whole time. Well, we we're talking to Jay. It's not like we were blabbing. Um, Joseph Randall at the three ten tonight, Dave to Obama and his sheep, and this is the player I wanted to talk about because I saw him in a football guy's draft last night, second round. Boom! Oh, really? Yeah. So he's already ascending, and he might be in danger. The longer the Cowboys wait to sign somebody. I'm warned Joseph Randall is going to be pushed up draft boards and we could see him in the second round. And I feel like if he's like, when we get to Kentucky in three weeks and the Cowboys still don't have anybody and Randall's still carrying the ball for Dallas as the lead back. And, and, he has like, and he's like an arrest, no rap sheet, no problem. Right. He's, and people are like the Cowboys giving him free underwear and cologne. So he doesn't have to steal it. Nice. Like then I think, yeah, he could be in the second round, which would take him out of ascended possibility as well. This, so, th you know, this isn't that easy. You know, any, I remember draft sharks a number of years ago. They're good friends of ours. I'm going to call them out anyway. They called Ricky Williams as their bust of the year. 24 hours later, and I blank you not, Yeah, Ricky Williams retired. He's like, I'm retiring. And they claimed that as a victory. They didn't put out another bust of the year. And, dude, it was like August 15th. Oh, or yeah, I see. It's like, so if I drafted in that 19-hour window, I guess you helped me out. Right. But I didn't. So, Lenny, that one doesn't count. Speaking of which, uh, in order to get back at them, I'm going to reveal their uh... – <laughs> Breakout player on the air. Really? No, I'm not. I'm not going to. Do you know who it is? Oh, I don't. Actually. All right, I'm going to show you. I wrote it down right here. This is who it is. Wow. Yeah. So check that out at DraftSharks.com. You got a wow from Dave Gerzak on. Geno Smith. So now you know who <laughs> I and I told I told you who the um, first round bust and comeback well, player were. Right? I don't know if you, you know if you did. I don't recall them because I don't I don't like to steal information. So, so should I you, not tell you? Yeah, don't tell me. I don't. Right, if, I don't you're, tell you. if, you, if you're passing along information, you don't. I, I, I didn't listen. I put all, up, a, I put all, up a, a, an ear wall on this, my own ears. It's kind of a paywall for subscriber sites. You, you, if you want the information, pay for it, man. Okay. Here's the thing. I didn't tell you anything of why they picked that guy. I, so you might just totally think that's a totally bad call. I, I truly don't recall who. And saying. then you read it, and then you're like, oh, you know what? They always it, make really good arguments for whatever their point. Yeah. Are. So well, and, very well content. And you know what? Uh, I had the opportunity to draft this guy, and I'm like, nah, I'll wait one more round in a in a draft I'm doing. And I didn't get him. Wow. He got taken. Moving on. Moving yeah, on, good, indeed. Good, good point, though. Emmanuel Sanders and Andre Johnson finish off the third round. Uh, and then let's kick off the fourth round here, Dave. Well, actually, you know what? Let me talk real quick about Andre Johnson. I'm gonna give away some content. Uh, I just got the for who 
the pro football prospectus. Oh, okay. And uh, I just got that. They projected Andre Johnson for like 700 and some yards. And it was like, dude, it was garbage. The projection was like, right. I looked at it and I'm like, holy crap, I couldn't believe it. So are you off AJ now? Well, I just, I guess I have to, I, I don't remember. Because I'm on him. I don't remember what their little paragraph said, but I have to read it again. But I don't know. I, I mean, they're very analytics based and I like a lot of those things. Yeah. So um, it concerns me a bit if they're that low on him. Even if they're off by what, 20%. What was, what was it again? It was like Yardage? 700, 700 Seven, and some yards. Oh, God, I can't I bad. can't give it away exactly. That's really bad. I don't know, but it was low. I was like, I'm like, okay. I didn't even understand how they projected that poorly. Yeah. You you know what you should do is go read that, and then next week we'll talk about it on right. the show. Uh, next week I'll study up a little bit. Okay, perfect. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins at the 401. Dave, I, I really want to make a uh, wager with you on DeAndre Hopkins this year because you are clearly higher on him than I am. Sure. Let's break DeAndre Hopkins down so I get a good feel for how you stand on this. Arian Foster gets hurt. Okay. Arian Foster really is was the centerpiece of that offense. Now, the centerpiece of that offense, probably DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. If you're an opposing defensive coordinator, yep. will you not show him the most attention? Are yes. you not going to try to stop him first? Okay? Yeah, probably. Okay. Now, the okay. Let me, let me make a point. After, go ahead. You say what you're going to say. No, I think, no, you go first because I think my point. You know, you know who's really good at doing that? New England. That's the only team. No one else is good at doing that. No, if New England wants to shut you down, they'll put six guys on you, and yet they'll still cause the rest of your team not to do that well. Right. New England's the only team that's good at that. If you have a stud player and you're playing against New England, you're like, all right, I'm screwed. Calvin's going to be like two for 30 this week. Right. No one else is good at it. Okay. So knowing that. Do they play New England? I don't know. It's not important <laughs> for my point. Knowing that, are you concerned with – Hopkins getting too much attention and having it down year, or is he going to be one of those players that gets shut down in the first half? And then when Houston is sucking because they have nobody else to get yardage for him are forced to throw to him and the ton in the second half and he gets all these garbage points or do, so. And, and then that would make his value largely unaffected. So I guess so my long way of asking you is how does, how, how is Hopkins affected by this foster injury? I think he's fine. I mean, I don't. So think, not no real big changes for you. Not, if nothing else, it's a positive. It's a net positive because he's going to get more targets, even if he has more of a focus of defenses. They say that and it's like, what are you running a roll of safety over there or whatever? Right. Um, no other receivers. Really, uh, I think he'll be just fine. He's going to get a ton of targets no matter who it is. All right. Playing quarterback. That is. Then I'm not going to make a wager on it because you did such a good job explaining. I'm a little bit nervous. Now. So they, well, you want to just cost yourself $5 too, my friend. So I wouldn't cheer that too loudly. Let's go to the phone lines here. Uh, back yeah, to the. You make people wait for a long time. I, minutes. It's not a big deal. You know what? If, you know, if this hold on, if this is terrestrial radio, they'd be holding for forty-five. So I really think two minutes is not that much. That's why all those knobs got fired. Listen, that's why, why SiriusXM is dominating. Caller, I want to apologize for that hundred and twenty seconds I took from you. Go ahead and identify yourself. You're on the air. Hey, Mr. Balkan, Mr. Gerzak, Smurf. What's up? Christian Warikis, I'm so glad that it was you, my good buddy, that I <laughs> that I kept on hold for 120 seconds because surely you can understand as a former co-host of this show everything that goes into it and how hard it is to do this show, except for you. It, it came quite naturally to you. Yeah, I'm not listening to you guys anyway, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. Hey, uh, you're drafting out of the 12 spot tonight. Were you uh, were you excited to see that when the, the draft positions were announced? Did you want to be drafting at the back end of the draft? No, I hate this spot. I, I, haven't, dra I haven't drafted a good team yet this year from the spot, so I absolutely hate it. 
So no, That's I wasn't. Awesome. What are you talking about? I got to tell you, Christian, we both like your team here. Yeah, it's, it's okay, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, Hopkins fell there, and you know, I, I haven't drafted him since as soon as the Foster injury. I started to like him, so uh, kind of rever- I haven't See? drafted him this year. So, and I love Andre, so that was fine. was good three four turn, but I, you know, three four turns tough. I won't. Gra- I don't like any of the running backs there, and they're all you know, Gore's flying up now, and Spiller's all the way up now, and Forsett's been up, so it's. It's rough. It's hard to draft. A, you know, every team there is going wide receiver, tight end, usually, sometimes doubling up a TE at the 3-4. So, um, yeah, I was happy with those two. So, Christian, tell me why I was so correct about two minutes ago talking about how Hopkins is a net benefit from the Foster injury. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think it's going to hurt him as much as people think. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. I mean, he doesn't really have a true second – Receivers support him, and if you quarterback, I mean, there's only a certain amount of number ones that can kind of handle that, so we'll see. But they're going to have to throw still, and, you know, who knows what they're going to mean. Running backs probably be rotation, you know, then maybe someone, you know, comes out of that. But, uh, no, I, I, still, I still think he's fine, so. Oh, Thomas won't be uh, – he left without a contract. Also, they couldn't they, – they don't have a phone, fax, or scanner. They can't. A fax? No, they probably don't. <laughs> they probably do not have a fax. Scanner anyway, is debatable as well. You know, and with with WatchCo, which is another business I run, whenever we have a credit application, we get we get they have a, a space there for fax. We don't use fax machines anymore, so I always just put like yeah, it's Dave, two, I just put it's yeah, 2015 yeah. In, in the in the blank spot. Yes, Dave. Dave, instead of just drawing a simple line through that or writing n slash a, he has to put some sort of snarky comment. Uh, based around technology in 2015. I appreciate it. I think it's great. Christian, you know, I, I got to tell you, man, I don't know too many teams that I've seen this year in the FFPC or, or the football guys contest that have Allen Robinson as their fourth receiver. You had no to doubt. be very, very happy about that. Yeah, actually it was trouble there because I drafted Yeldon. I, you know, I wanted a mirror. You know, freaking Colt's been sniping me every um, he's like Lynch for me. I love Lynch, especially at the end of that round. I think he's the true benefactor from the whole Graham thing. And he sniped Sanders from me. Um, so, and he, and so I wanted a mirror at someone else like the mirror, but with, I had Alan up there, but I was, you know, just double, you know, double thinking it with having, you know, two players from your, you don't talk about team list. So. No, that's true, yeah. The suspended 11. You know, talking about Lynch again, I'm sure other people on various podcasts have made this point, but because of what happened in the Super Bowl, isn't that – that might be worth four touchdowns this year. Don't you think? Yeah. What do you you think of that? Why? What what are you talking about? Well, just because because they passed, they screwed up. They cost them the Super Bowl because they didn't give it to Lynch at the one-yard line. Are they going to – I mean, seriously, during this regular season, how many times at the one-yard line will they throw it? I mean, they may do it a couple of times, Graham's there. But really, I think they're going to just pound it to Lynch. Like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, that's that play. I heard some you know, kind of analysis on how it was a, it, it made sense in terms of the time clock and, you know, kind of what they were going to do. But in that situation, I mean, everyone knows you just won't pound it. But um, who knows? I, yeah, I didn't have a problem. Yeah, I don't have a huge problem with the play. I mean, it was made for fun theater for us. I Can you imagine Seahawks fans now this season? Every single time that Seahawks are at the one and Wilson drops back, run that! Like, no, <laughs> not again. Yeah, at least you didn't have 
the backup tight end fumble on an onside kick. So yeah, that's true. Christian, uh, uh, what what about um, the fact that that you don't have a that it'll be round seven here and you don't have a tight end on your roster? We're looking at eight of them off the board. Are it's getting you getting purple? Are you? Yeah, it is getting purple. Are you concerned with that, uh, or did you kind of come into this draft not necessarily targeting any top eight tight ends, top nine tight ends? No, I I don't. I mean, I knew if I wanted Kelsey or Olsen, you got to take them on the three four turn there. So. Um, you know, Hill went earlier. I thought I could get him later. Uh, Ertz went a little later than he normally goes. Walker went way earlier than he usually goes. So Bennett went a little later, waiting about right. So, yeah, I'll just kind of wait and see, see what happens here. Just shows you, I mean, like, it shows you the awareness of Christian as to where players are getting drafted. He knows exactly when someone goes earlier a little bit late. Just as, just, and it's not even like he's maybe checking ADP. He's like, oh, this guy went early, this guy went late, boom, boom, boom. He just knows it's it. the sickness. <laughs> it definitely you know, is. It's a good football. You know, FFPCs. Uh, I mean, the football guys. They have their own ADP. Like you can't. You know, it's. I mean, I know you. You can use the MFL and use some of. The, I mean, you can't use ESPN or Yahoo, but you know, you can use some of these other and some of these other sites. You, know, you can get them. You know, exactly football guys ADP. But it's better just to put. You know, all the all the drafts together from the last couple months and you know last two months, whatever it's been. So. I like the uh, I like you know the the nicknames and the alliteration not the alliteration but the rhyming factor of of fantasy Smurfs team C J C J A J T J very good stuff. Oh yeah, Hopkins Robinson. Yeah, so it's that's good. That's very good. Actually, look at this team. Every player on his team has an O N last name except for Hopkins. It's I N. Ladies and gentlemen, that's when, insane. Five out of six. When we are forced to do our <laughs> seventh straight two hour commercial free radio broadcast this is the type of analysis we start doing <laughs> well our, our eyes get kind of you know they're going together and it's well, kind of fuzzy yeah, it's, yeah, that's not guys, that chris you guys have been great it's been really entertaining listening to all the uh, pros versus joes well I'm, I'm i'm glad you enjoyed it that thanks for listening obviously you uh it looks like you're on deck here um and you're gonna have two picks coming up i don't think yeah, we're not on date on YouTube. So YouTube, we're actually three picks behind. But Christian, you're on deck here. Can you tell? I, you know, I don't know if Ray's listening or not, but can you tell me uh, what, what you're sort of thinking right here? As give, it, give it, us one player because he's not going to take them both. Oh, yeah. that's true. You can do that. You can do, give us the one player that Ray's not going to uh, take here, and then as soon as next pick, now, you can so, use the other one. Uh, oh, okay. I'm just, just going to draft Deshaun because it's way out of his ADP. So. Um, nice. I'm going to roll with him. So that's one, even, you know, nice five wideouts. I love it. So there's one. And then, uh, it's, uh, it's between a tight end and one of two running backs. Um, and one would be really chancy. Uh, but I think I'm going to do it. Um, so I'm actually going to roll with Paul Arian Foster here. Yeah. yeah oh God. Love that pick on the air. This is great radio. That walking. is fantastic. I challenge anybody to find a podcast out there. That's covering a live draft that had Arian Foster in the eighth round broadcast. That's, that's awesome. fantastic. So you get Foster's your number three, you get Deshaun Jackson, number five. Very good job stacking that talent on that roster. Christian. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, that could, be, that could be a wasted pick, you know, that being those groin injuries are tough. They talk so. about – I read tonight a little bit of a report that he might come back a, a little bit earlier than uh, had been previously talked yeah, about. What they, did you hear? Did you hear that as well? 
I don't know. That might be from his atheist, uh, you know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. His atheist uh, doctor. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's not, I had target, you know, I either said it, you know, I kind of circled at 8-1 or definitely at 9-12. So, um, yeah, we'll see if I, if, you know, well, we'll see. Well, best of luck to you, man. I, I certainly appreciate you calling in. I, I want to thank you again for co-hosting that episode uh, of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour that we did earlier. I think it was this year. When was it? Um, you were gone somewhere. I don't know. No, I, I was just wondering which vacation. That was last year. That was we did the for the for all the dino stuff. So. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, yeah you were on vacation. Yeah, I don't remember which vacation. I take a lot of vacations, Balky. I want to know where I was. I, don't, I have no idea. Your, your dino leagues are going to the roof. Every time I check, there's it's 500 number 23 and 750 number 22. It's like it's crazy. It's, you know, yeah, you guys are doing hey, a great Christian. job. Well, thanks. You know, I sell those teams in the offseason, buddy. That you, you won't be telling us how great it is. It's tough, baby. Let me tell you. Yeah, we had crazy discount man here. Yeah, I had to wheel it down with those, keep those leagues going. So, well, that's awesome, man. I, I certainly appreciate uh, all your patronage of the uh, FFPC, the Football Guys Contest, of course. And best of luck to you, my friend. We will uh, we will talk again soon. All right, guys. Take care. See you. Christian Warikis, the fantasy Smurf, the dynasty Smurf. Yeah, as he's known in in certain circles. Calling I do, in tonight. I do love his logo. His logo is great. It is great. It's fantastic and uh, great co-host too. You almost got usurped, my friend. On it's that been, that visit to Guam almost been, cost you. It's been happening a lot. Um, you know the thing is, like, if we ever did Hootis, we could just have like a rotating, you know, co-host every single week. But I don't know who'd want to do that because everybody wants to set their lineups. They don't want to have to like prep for right setting other people's lineups on Sunday. And you know, for me. Once I draft my teams, it's just a bomb waiting to go out anyway. So I just <laughs> just totally focus on uh, on uh, other people's lineups. That was funny though. Whenever the, sh the show would end, who just would end, and we'd, we'd be like, "All right, what do we got to do?" Like immediately, you have like in one hour to do it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't even that. It would be a half hour. That's right. It was. A half it, hour. it was a half hour, and sometimes you would actually sign off early just so you could uh, just so you could you know get get those um, lineup submissions for your Kentucky teams done. Uh, and switched out and everything. It, it got a little dicey there, yeah. but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Moving on from uh, where we, let's see, we were, we talked about the Hopkins pick. We're like three rounds behind. So let's right, just kind of, let's, kinda, let's, let's, let's talk about, we don't have to go through every single pick. Let's just look at interesting picks as, as we move through the rounds here. Uh, the first one I want to talk about, Dave, is uh, Amir Abdullah here. Goes at the 503. Joyke Bell doesn't go till no, five ten, Balky. Or five You're going five, five ten. Yeah, I'm sorry. Joyke Bell at the seven oh one. I knew that didn't match up as soon as I said it. Five ten for Amir Abdullah. Is R, this is not R. It's R. Yeah, it it's, is R. It's R. R. It's R. Uh, no, it's R R. Round <laughs> reversal, wouldn't it be? I, I don't Two R R. <laughs> wouldn't that be it? High squared. Yeah, Amir Abdullah at the five ten, and uh, Joyke Bell goes at the seven oh one. No chance of Joyke Bell catching Amir Abdullah at this point. Amir Abdullah is a runaway train, never coming back, going up the draft boards. And on the Ascendant semifinalist list. Metrics. You know, I have – we're going to have Farrell Elliott calling in shortly, and I wanted to bring up what Farrell said on the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship podcast. That's, he the, said, that's the name of the podcast? That's the all-purpose Roto Fantasy Tactics show. That's but, still really super long. Well, Not what, that ours is short. Fantasy Tactics brought to you by All Purpose Roto. Anyway. Jesus. Here's the thing. Farrell brought up on that show. Yes. He said, can't you just see somebody as we get closer to the main 
and for Kentucky as we get closer to, to the Caesars Palace main event. Can't you just see somebody just absolutely falling in love with Abdullah and taking him in the second round? If he's catching passes in the preseason and Joyke Bell is on the sideline, I'm telling you, it could happen. Well, you know, here I'm bringing this. I'm going all the way back and so far, but it's the same team. And in the same week, we were in Kentucky when Javid Best busted off a 50-yard touchdown catch or 60-yard touchdown catch right. in preseason. And, dude, boom, he was up a round and a half, like, instantly, like, right away. So Abdullah is not a speedster like Best. Best ran a 4 3 7 40. Uh, and unfortunately, I have a concussion issue because I have been totally right and look like a genius and said I look like an idiot. But Abdullah has really good metrics. He's not as much of a speedster, but he has great elusiveness. He can bust off a 50 or 60 yard play without a doubt. And if he does that, watch out. His, his ADP really could rise. Well, could you see him going in the second round, though? I mean, is that, is that entirely possible for you? It, it, it takes, it, you know, it's almost like. Um, it takes a bunch of scenarios to happen. I mean, Bell has to kind of stay in the background, keep, you know, not doing much, keeping the injury issues going on. And then Abdullah has to really have a, a huge, like a hundred yard season game and then get talked up by the coaching staff. If that happens, absolutely. It, it definitely can happen. Yeah. So I guess I thought, you know, you would throw cold water on that, but it doesn't sound like you're, you're running away from it. So that's the very in interesting to me. Water's warm, both The water's warm. Jump in for Abdullah. Giovanni Bernard and Todd Gurley go immediately after that. Uh, can you um, to give him the number? I, I oh, just – What's the number? 347. <laughs> 426. 3682. I remember the last four. Rob said our phone lines were jammed, so that could be why he's getting busy signals. I'm sure, so. that, I'm sure that's it. Well, I mean, seriously, we've had a bunch of callers in already. So Yes, we've had two callers. And, you know, far be it for ever criticize Blog Talk Radio and how everything is is set up. They're, they're very technically astute. They're very good. Yeah. Excellent. You think if they went on Shark Tank, Mark Cuban would invest any money into them at all? <laughs> He'd be like, your domain name sucks. Yeah. Beat it. Anyway, moving on. Giovanni Bernard and Todd Gurley go after after that. I'd rather have still. I think I'd rather have Giovanni Bernard than Gurley. Even Gurley in the fifth round. I mean, that's that's way late, later than I'm seeing him go. But we get the report today he's not playing in any preseason games. I still don't know where he's at in his recovery. All the reports have been positive, but just really haven't seen much. No, that's true. You're right. So you would take Bernard Gurley in the fifth round as well. Um, depends on my team structure, but. International contest, I might still roll girly, depending on how, how confident I felt about how awesome the rest of my team was or wasn't. One one player we talked about a ton last week, and then there was an interesting news bit that came out this week. And oh. I, I say news with a grain of salt because it came out of the mouth of Ben <sighs> Roethlisberger. He sucks. Marcus Wheaton's good. Marcus Wheaton is his projected breakout, and Wheaton running with the ones, Martavis on the twos. Yep. You know, by the way, everyone's got to slow the roll a little bit on Bryant. I don't. Is he the next Justin Hunter, Valky? Uh, yeah, he I had elite measurables, added some weight, um, was supposed to be this great breakout, and then sucked. I don't think so because I think Hunter was put into a much worse position than Bryant's in. I think Bryant is in a. I think Bryant has a real quarterback. I think that offense is for real. I think that they're going to put up a ton of yardage and points this year. And I would say the exact opposite was true with the Titans last okay, year. Okay, that's great. So let's compare him to Devontae Adams from the Packers who's going three rounds later. Right. You have an elite offense, elite quarterback. 
and you have a number three receiver for both teams. Right. So why is Bryant even in the fifth round? I think okay. why is Bryant even in the fifth round going, and then Adams going in the eighth or ninth? But I because I think the the belief is that Bryant is still because, because uh, ostensibly the number two receiver. Actually, I have a better, better and, response. And and there is he has a if he is the number three, he has a much better shot of because, taking over Wheaton's starting role than right. Adams replacing either Jordy or Cobb. Right, because, Sands because, because Wheaton is not Cobb. That's 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 the oh, that's yeah. Wheaton is not Cobb. That's true. I think there's a movie called that. So <laughs> the so okay, what what are you doing with that information with Martavis Bryant? Because we sort of like, I wouldn't say we jumped on the Martavis Bryant bandwagon I did last not week. Jump on, but I said we're kind of like walking down the track, you know. And I, I was I might like it's like I got to get my steps in, so it's like a, <laughs> a brisk pace for me. I, you might be a little bit further behind, but. Just like in our weekly Fitbit counts. Yeah. Bulky dominates me in Fitbit, by the way, every week. Well, you get to 130,000 steps. I get like 80. You know, and I, and I can't win any of the challenges. I, yeah. With people who challenge me, I, I lose them all the time. So, you know, I, I would Sports so betting I, man says Martavis is a taller Wallace, like Wallace. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, so that means he only runs long routes and doesn't do all that well anymore? Well, you know, Lance, I would say, I don't want to call him an expert in the route tree, but he always seems to have a pretty good handle on what route these receivers are running and you know the routes yeah i'll tell you who he nailed last year was 100 right about the aforementioned justin hunter yeah said he was garbage and he was yeah, right he was right so martavis Bryant, are you doing anything with him as far as where you would be drafting him based on this wheaton news i think you gotta you, you gotta downgrade him a little bit no i haven't i haven't done any drafts um just by the nature of when i do drafts but um i wouldn't have been drafting him when he was raised up like that in the fifth and sixth rounds, I mean, if the fifth round, that gets a little bit interesting. I, at that point, I actually think that that pick um, by Josh and at, at the uh, 506 is, is a good pick. It's a good swing for the fences pick. I actually thought all four of his receiver picks as we go through them here as we as we look at his team, because of the way he constructed his team, he has some high-risk, high-reward guys, and then some steady Eddie guys who are, you know, like a player that is older but really has a good chance to totally exceed his draft spot, even, right. even though he was a little bit of a reach considering his ADP. Yeah, I and and I think that you you do see guys in the fifth round here, especially you want to talk about people who have the potential to to. Um, Carol's getting a busy signal. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, I we have we have no calls right now. Sorry, check it out again. Is that the right number? Yeah, three four seven four two six thirty six eighty two. Okay, should I tell him to? What should I tell him to do? I don't know. Keep calling. <laughs> I tried. I tried calling him. Can you? You almost hit the end episode. Yeah, I know. I've, Jesus, I've, I've, I've done that several on? times. Can you, can you call him? I, I've tried it. I mean. All right. Well, whatever. The, the problem is Farrell's so entertaining. We, we want to do anything we can to get him Okay. Right but the point I was making um, about the fifth round, there is a lot of guys in the fifth round of this draft who have the potential to exceed their draft spot. Yeldon, Landry, Abdullah, Gurley, uh, Bryant, Latavius Murray, Carlos Hyde to a certain – I mean, I, I'm not – again. Landry? Yeah, Jarvis Landry. How's he going to exceed that? In the fifth round, dude, look. 110 catches for 990 yards? Well, I'd be more than 990. Well, he averages nine yards a catch. In, in what, like the second half of last year, that is such an extraordinarily small sample size. It's, I, it's, it's, it's one half of his career. Well, what do you want me to tell you? I mean, half of his career, he averaged nine yards a catch. You know, if I step out on the field and play one play in the NFL, catch a four-yard pass that means every single play i'm out there i catch a pass okay so you're comparing one play to eight games yeah and i think that that they fall in the same sample size bucket <laughs> yeah. seriously 
Like, <laughs> okay, I, so that's, that's like flipping a coin once versus flipping a coin 95 to, or like, yeah. actually, oh, like 50 times. Same probability every time. <laughs> exactly. But nevertheless, it's one flip. It's right. either going to be heads or it's going to be tails. If you flip it 50 times, it'll probably be like 27, 23 or 28, 22. Technically, it'd be 25, 25 if uh, you want to play the odds on that. Let's move on. All it's right. Like, it's like arguing with Alex. I mean, it's like talking to a brick wall. Well, whatever. That's not the case. Jar uh, Jarvis Landry, I like in, in the fifth round. Moving on to the sixth round. I thought the – first of all, let's talk about uh, Triple J's uh, fifth and sixth round picks. I thought they were interesting. Delaney Walker and Josh Hill at, at, you know, at the 504 and the 609 – both tight ends and both tight ends going at spots that are significantly high, not significantly, no, markedly higher than their ADP. What do you make of those selections there? You know, I don't, I'm not one to dog on teams. Well, maybe I am, but I, you know, those aren't players that I'm a big, I don't like, I don't mind Delaney Walker. Actually, when you think about right. the situation for the team, it actually makes sense. Um, but to spend two picks on those tight ends, to me, it's like one of them is probably to do as well as anticipated and you kind of need them both to hit so i think that the chances of them both hitting are, are a little bit of a problem right i would have maybe taken one of the two if you're going to reach on on them and then i would have waited until the 10th round and grabbed somebody else we uh we talked about alan robinson going uh to the fantasy smurf at the six one we both loved uh that pick i of course am going to say that dude platinum is going to win this league since he selects ben roethlisberger burger at the 604 which i think is great value as the i mean honestly the third quarterback off the board, too, which seems high, but it was the sixth round. I mean, I thought quarterbacks are going to get pushed up tonight after Rodgers went off the board in the third. But clearly, you know, with a lot of the stuff I'm reading and a lot of the stuff I'm listening to is saying that there is such a chasm between QB2 and QB3 this year. These guys are listening in, in, to the same things, reading the same things, and we see, what, three full rounds, three and a half rounds between Rodgers and number three quarterback go off the board. Maybe this is, is what we're going to see as we move forward in uh, football guys drafts this weekend. You know, I kind of fundamentally disagree with what you're saying there. Um, I would have rather taken one of those receivers, <laughs> let Roethlisberger go. Somebody else takes him. Maybe Wilson actually falls to me. If not, you have Peyton Manning and Drew Brees there in the seventh round. And then instead, I mean, Fitzgerald just, you know, he's old, you know, there's with the way that offense is run, there's three receivers that get, get targets. John Brown is an emerging young talent with a ton of speed, which is exactly the opposite of uh, Fitzgerald, who's on the downside of his career. To me, I'd have rather looked at a guy like Aguilar and then grabbed a guy like uh, either Wilson or Peyton Manning or even Drew Brees. I mean, Wilson, let's say he was gone. Manning or Drew Brees would be nice for me. That's, I would have rather gone that direction. Yeah, uh, Aguilar going uh, to Josh Radzik's squad at the 607. Charles Johnson following uh, right after that. We already talked about Josh Hill. And then Brashad Perriman goes at the uh, 610. Uh, which that's an interesting selection for uh, for does he, does he have less hair or more hair than LeBron right now? What do you think? I don't think Rashad Perriman has more hair than anybody. <laughs> Honestly, like it gets to be the point where it's like it like uh, it's uh, this is going to sound weird when Trump, I say this. Does he have more hair than Trump? Yeah, uh, no, he does not. Um, bald guys look like they have more hair than Rashad Perriman. Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, like he looks like he has more hair because yeah. I just, man, chop it off for God's sake, for, for the sake of your endorsements. Yeah. Just cut it off. So, I mean, for the love of God, you've talked about your hair a little bit. I think your hair looks fine. I think it looks fantastic. But oh, thanks, if, if, if you eventually like, you know, lose a lot more of it or whatever, I, I don't know what this, what happens, how this works. So do you then, are you going to do the shave thing yep. and then grow the beard? Or what no, you I'm not going to grow the beard. Then, I, I will just be a literal cue ball. 
So I think that I don't think that's bad though, because when people do the the shave and then the beard, because then it's like, hey, I can still grow hair, damn it. Yeah. I'm just not gonna put it on the top of my head. I go I right know. down here. I feel like you gotta be in like a metal band in order to <laughs> grow the beard with, with that the kind of head. Kind of hipster a little bit. No, nah, that's more like metal, like heavy metal. That's right, that's right. a metal thing to do. Right. If I owned a motorcycle, I could probably pull it off, but that's that's what, what about it a, is. What about a Vespa? Uh no, that's not that's not bald beard. You know who owns a Vespa and does that? Is your mill cycle, your buddy. Oh, good, yeah, good, good uh, friend of not this show, but in real life. Just friend in yeah. real life. Yeah, he does do that. I don't know if he still owns that Vespa. Okay, back to the draft. Doug Martin, final pick of the sixth round. Really like that pick right there. I think that he's a he's the type of guy that could be climbing up draft boards too. He looks like he is actually, and um, man, um, I guess we'll see. I, I don't mind Martin in the eighth, but in the you know six twelve, I know what's wrong with this end of the sixth round, man. I mean. I know he's a starting running back for an NFL team. Damn it, that's it. And I, and I and I with uh, an offense that should be quite a bit better than it was last year. And he gets it, you know, needing a running back there after going with uh, four receivers and one running back in the first five rounds. He gets a starting running back with the final pick of the sixth round. I well, really like that. And it's interesting. After he takes Martin, then he takes Bell, then Legarrette Blount goes, who you're going to talk about. But then look at the receivers route from that pick until the next running back pick. That was a good ten picks. Yeah, that is true. I'm just noticing that now. We're looking at the seventh round here on youtube.com slash high stakes fantasy football. I but you know, Legarrette Blunt, I got a news item today. I think Fantasy Alarm put something out that Blunt actually um went down with a knee injury today. So I don't know how serious that was, but maybe that I shouldn't even say it's affecting his ADP because for whatever reason, nobody wants to to draft um Blunt uh where he I think he should be going. You know, well, so we don't know how serious it is. The problem, you know, you just. But I mean, this was before the injury. He was he was going way late. You can't trust Belichick. No, everyone knows you can't yeah, trust him. I guess you're right. You can't trust him with balls, your game plans. You can't trust him with a camera, with the film. Your, your daughter. Your daughter. Uh, a hoodie. If you're if you're an innocent hoodie, the, the atomic bomb codes. You have an innocent hoodie and it's got both sleeves on it. Boom, sleeves are gone. Yeah, chops them off. That's true. You can't trust him with sleeves. What no. do you think he does with those sleeves? <laughs> I bet he uses a torture tool for practices. <laughs> something, I mean, some like you laugh, but I don't know, man. There's there, there could be some biographies written uh, about people who did played you, for him when he ever retires. See, did you ever see Full Metal Jacket? Uh, maybe like 15 oh, years ago. That's with there, Matthew Modine and yeah, or no, that's Platoon that I'm thinking of. Full Metal Jacket. Oh, Matthew Stan, oh he is. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick directed maybe. Yeah, anyway, Kubrick, yeah. So they, the, the, the one guy who kept screwed up in basic training, that they ended up beating him with all those soap bars. Right. I think what he does is he like he takes the rookies, he ties up those sleeves, and he puts soap bars in them, and then he has the veterans pounding the rookies. Yeah, the orange peels is the other big one they always use because it doesn't leave bruises. Oh, really? Yeah, that's so I've been told. Didn't know that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it looks like, did Farrell Elliott actually... Uh, hold on, did hold he, on. Did he get an iPhone? I Let's... uh. Did, did you I, get a, Did you get an iPhone? Just Just stop for right. a second. Carol, because, we got a big intro. Coming. Because I need to properly introduce our next guest. All right, I'm going to the bathroom. Next co-host. He uh, he's an NFL agent. His clients include Brian Peters, a linebacker from the Minnesota Vikings, who will be playing in the Hall of Fame game Sunday night. That's and, pretty awesome. And our guest, who actually just dropped the call, God just darn dropped. it! The call just dropped. Why don't you get out of your basement, Farrell? Uh, just hold. Uh, just hold. Uh, you. Just need to calm down, All Dave. Right. This is All a right. very friendly environment. So, Farrell, uh, uh, please call back in, and I'll finish. <laughs> I'll finish the introduction. Although I will shorten it up just so we can get you uh, 
on the All right, let's move on, on the phone. So our broadcast is dragging like the draft is. These guys are kind of slow drafters. Sammy Watkins falling all the way to the 704. We're finally seeing him drop to a, a spot where you would imagine a Rex Ryan receiver who has had hip issues with playing with no quarterback should be going. Let's talk about that a little bit because the news okay. came out today that they were actually considering signing Michael Vick, but then he has, yeah. has, uh, his hands are apparently too small. Too small for the cold. Which some, Whatever, kind of ludicrous. That's how bad the quarterback situation is. I, mean, it's, it's I know. It's much like. You don't you don't really need any other reason to stay away from the Bills receivers. If I was Ryan, I'd be like, look, dude, man, the GM sucks. Because I mean, like, I don't have a quarterback here. This guy's an idiot. Right. What am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? That's I mean, it, you're off Watkins if for a redraft. Uh, yeah, I don't mind. Okay. I'm He's still very, off. very talented. You let me know what wager you want to put on Watkins and I will make it happen. Oh, let's right talk Watkins. We'll talk Watkins in a little bit. Uh as I said, NFL agent for our uh, next co-host. Uh co um agent of Brian Peters, linebacker for the Vikings, who is going to be playing at the Hall of Fame game Sunday night, and our guest will be at that Hall of Fame game. He also represents triple threat Katie Beck, who's starring in the upcoming Broadway musical Spring Awakening at the Brooks Atkinson Theater in New York City in the fall. Katie's fresh off her triumphant performances at the Electric Forest Music Festival in Rossbury, Michigan. Most importantly, this guy, our next guest, he's the commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. It's going to be in its 13th state championship on August 22nd in Cincinnati and August 28th through the 30th in Louisville with other dates online beginning August 17th. That's just 10 days away. He's our good friend. He's the commissioner. He's Farrell Elliott. Farrell, welcome to the show, man. Crap. Farrell, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> it was so close. It was so close. Can, can, you, can you text us your comments, Farrell? Well, the, the thing that's... That's irritating. And, you know, I know we've had other callers on tonight. Yes. But I'm blaming this on Blog Talk Radio. Maybe it's Kentucky's fault. <laughs> Kentucky's fault? The whole state. It's because they outlaw math, as you said at the start of the show. Yeah, you know, they didn't, they didn't calibrate the towers right because math, math is illegal. Math is illegal. So, uh, you know, the other thing that bothers me is you can't buy bottle rockets there. You have to go to Tennessee. You can't buy bottle rockets in Kentucky? Well, when I was a kid, you always had to go into Tennessee because now. So I do remember that. Yeah, and I always implore my parents when we were driving to Disney World, be like, can we stop, mom? Can we stop and get the bottle on? Right. They would never stop. Pair of uh, receivers as as we uh, we desperately work to get Farrell on the show here. Uh, Marcus Colson and Anquan Bolden going to pound for pound and sweep the leg. Love both those picks in the seventh round. I do too, but you know, it's kind of pissing me off a little bit about Bolden. He's going too early now. Bolden used yeah, to be I, I, I still used don't to be think like an eighth or ninth round pick. I, I don't think Bolden going in the seventh is too early. And you know the fact that Alden Smith got released today from San Francisco, I think that that you should be bumping up Kaepernick, you should be bumping up Bolden, Torrey Smith to a certain extent, but mostly Bolden and Kaepernick because I think, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to be thrown to catch up all season. It's it's not going to be pretty. You own Carlos Hyde in a dynasty league, you need to sell him. And if anybody in Blake Harrington wants him. I'm all ears because his value is going to go into the proverbial pooper as soon as the season starts. You know, two points about that. I, all right, I'm giving an upgrade. I'm giving an upgrade to the Niners front office. Okay. First of all, because that would be a great move. Yeah. And secondly, HBO show the ballers yeah. is so true to life, Balky. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly like what happens every day in the NFL. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Do they are the teams like you know the teams that are good in real life? The teams good on on the. They, they really, they really 
cover the Dolphins, which I've heard actually. That is such a baller move to cover the Miami. You know what's really baller about it is that they didn't get permission from the NFL to use yeah, all the Miami. That is crap, great. Which I think is really baller. Uh, Screw you, Goodell. That's also, exactly it. I also like any given Sunday. What what uh, team did they well, focus there? The Miami Sharks. It's all about Miami. It's so terrible to go fake. It's all about our next guest. I, Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope it works because he is. All right, let me give you the intro. Wait till it does the thing. Well, you might, you might be talking a little bit. Hey, Farrell, talk. Can you talk? Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> Farrell, I, you know what's, what, what would really stink is if, you because we've had this in the past, if people in the chat room and people like downloading this later could totally hear Farrell yeah. and we can't. Boys, boys. Yeah. It's like, Balky, I don't know what's going on with, <laughs> with your phone line tonight, but it's uh, it's uh it's been pretty frustrating. We never had this on the Kentucky Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, on ESPN. That's <laughs> I will say uh I, I apologize that we, right, we promised Farrell that he was gonna come on. So um okay, uh so Russell Wilson falls to the seventh. I like that pick for uh for Steinline there. I think that was really good to get his number one quarterback as the fourth quarterback off the board. And that really sort of set off uh, uh the second or excuse me, uh, the yeah, second tier of the quarterbacks really started in the the next round with Manning, Breeze, Mall going in the eighth. But I still think that was a really good selection in the seventh uh, to get I Wilson. Think, I think everyone took their time on quarterbacks. They just picked this. Unlike a lot of the DE drafts, they weren't sniping quarterbacks. They weren't getting two or three at a time. Every team has one quarterback except for Smurf, who's being just kind of cocky about it. Right. He's like, eh, whatever. I'll take uh, Alex Smith in the seventh. I'll get it when I get it. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, you know, they respected the process and they've each taken one. The uh, eighth round, Dave, we see, uh, as I just mentioned, three quarterbacks go off the board. I like the uh, Steve Smith and Brandon LaFell selections there. Steve Smith going at the 805, Brandon LaFell going at the 807. I think those are both solid selections for receivers that round. But you, you yet omit the great Roddy White, Balky. You don't like Roddy White. I, it's interesting. I, I'm in a draft now, and I ended up uh, taking Roddy White as my – draft you in? It's a DE, slow draft. All right, and in a non-FFPC contest, I can't right? comment on that. But you can't. I, it's not. It's it's a non-FFPC. To, to make yeah. it clear, you can't draft. Yeah, guys. yeah. Um, and uh, I I tried doing the whole get you know go with running backs in the first five rounds, which is what data this year set. So I did that, and I got really good running backs. My receivers ain't so good, and I <laughs> I got I mean, we're only in round ten of it, so I I still have plenty of time. But I ended up drafting Roddy as my second receiver just because. At that point in the draft, he represented the best upside. And you know what? I've been reading other stuff. We had our guest um, on this past Friday, Nazarick, said, like, I'm not worried about Roddy White. He's playing in a great offense. He's going to do good. So I don't know. I'm just getting a, more of a warmer feeling with Roddy White now. Um, but, yeah, I still like LaFell better. I still like Steve Smith better uh, right. in that round. So. I think it's a little bit tough, in my opinion, when you omit receiver early on. I'm not talking about your team. I was talking about general. Uh, it's just tough to – you're not going to get – especially when you're trying to draft like three or four late round receivers or mid round receivers, you just can't possibly get those guys. You can't, you can't get a guy who's going to be a top 10, top 15 receiver. They just don't want to merge. Now, granted it happened with Odell Beckham, but it's really, really tough. I uh, just Bryce getting a message saying that uh, blog talk radio said that they're having problems. No crap. So it's, it is on BTR. It is not on Farrell. We're going to have Farrell on soon. If, if we can't get him this week, it'll be soon. Trust me. So anyway, the uh, the rest of the uh, eighth round. Look at the 
running backs that got selected at the end of the eighth. Danny Woodhead, Trey Mason, and Vish Sankey. Dave, out of those three, uh, I would actually, you know what? I would rank them in that order with not very much interest in Sankey, but I do have interest in Whatever, Woodhead Mason. Here. I don't. I'm sorry. I can't get on board with Bishop Sankey based Sankey. on what I saw last year. Um, and that's not to say I'm a big David Cobb guy either because I'm not. But I think with the news that um, – the Jeff, Mariota Jeff, looks great. Jeff Fisher saying today that uh, – Mariota looks fantastic. No, Jeff Fisher did not say that. <laughs> Jeff Fisher said that Trey Mason uh, is going to be an important player in their offense all season. So I'm starting to like him in the eighth round, and Woodhead is going to catch a ton of passes. We talked about how we don't think Melvin Gordon is going to be a big pass catcher this year. So I, I, I like the Woodhead Mason selections in the eighth round. I'm going to give you some more football outsiders on tidbits, Bucky. They love Mariota. You know who they don't like so much? Jameis Winston. That's right. Your you know, boy. You know who and, that, and that's not even talking about the all of his personal issues, of which there are a myriad of them. Yeah. Who else I drafted in that? Drafted? No. Winston. <laughs> so I have Winston on my team. Your team's in trouble. Well, I, I think everybody else is in trouble. <laughs> oh, it is a monster. Just 